my God, it's Classroom Crush. And we're already talking, so we're just going to keep talking. Um, I'm not going to introduce you yet, though, because it has to be like I, you know, a podcast, but you're going to talk. So we're talking about how you've been shadow banned from uh, Instagram. Explain. Oh, so prior to my introduction, we're going yes. straight into the shadow ban. <laughs> this I is, okay, we're going rogue. No, don't. <laughs> okay. Because I'll say it after. Also, it's like. 2:40 p.m. This is insane. <laughs> so this is the cold opening. Yeah, Where I've never done hook. this. It's it's um it's the X Files cold open. This is this, the mystery. Okay, so well, <laughs> I had a glitch. I encountered a glitch on Instagram. Uh, it, it prompted me. This is so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> wow. So a podcast about crushes. We're starting with the the details, the technical details of a shadow band yeah. on Instagram. Um, I was prompted to put in a security code on Instagram. I entered it in. It was legit coming from the app. I put it in. Half of my, over half of my posts disappeared. And, and you got to be posting. And I was about to go into the Italian food chain Maggiano's <laughs> with my family. <laughs> and I was like, I can't go in right now. I'm having a meltdown. Wait, was and this over the holidays? <laughs> yeah, it was like the. Oh my God. How, ten how tense. It was the 29th actually. And um, uh, so they went ahead. <laughs> They went in and and sat down and started eating their uh, spaghetti or whatever and a spaghetti and I was f I like was just I was just having a panic attack really because uh, I never realized how attached I was to my content. You got to be until, until branding. It, you don't know what you, you got until it's gone. Yeah. Um, and uh, anyway, I read that it would come back in three days, so I was able to calm down and um, go eat some lasagna or whatever. And delish. Was it good? It was good, but then I was warned that when the post came back, I might get shadow banned because it's sort of. Do you like this, the, listeners? <laughs> I'm not done with the cold opening yet. <laughs> yes, <The> sorry. <laughs> the opening credit theme song could play. Um, okay. Wait, do you have a theme song for this? Uh, yeah, it's Joyce Manor. It's playing. Or it's happened. It's already. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Or maybe it'll happen now. I don't know. This is okay. a crazy episode. <laughs> this is already, already <laughs> such a crazy episode, <laughs> starting with a shadow ban. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, well, okay, so all my posts came back. It, uh, the app thought I was a bot, and I think I got Because you're banned. too cuckoo and weird. I don't know. <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't think it made a personal judgment of my character. It just saw a bunch of hashtags pop up at once, and... Uh, I went from I was getting like uh, fifty to a hundred thousand views on my video, and now I'm getting okay, like famous. A, a thousand at most. Yeah, and, uh, it's really, um, you know, that's I'm upsetting. trying to get through, I, and I'm I'm in the midst of a move. Mm. Uh, my life is changing. I didn't Transience. need a shadow ban on top of everything. No, else. no, no. I once, um, I don't know if you were around for this. I don't know if we knew each other yet. Um, okay. but I someone. Uh, did not hack me, but just copied my entire uh, Twitter oh, and wow. made their Twitter name Bullnez Rebecca, which is my name, but my yeah. Twitter name is Alma Mikultel. So they started retweeting all of my fucking tweets, took my bio, took my picture. It looked just like my Twitter. And it looked oh like I gosh. had just made a new Twitter or something because it started following everyone that I followed. So then people hit me, like a few people hit me up being like, is this you? Like it just followed me. And I was like, what? Fucking no. And then it kept messaging people being like, this is the real Rebecca. And I was like, no, Whoa. it's not the real Rebecca. And it was so freaky. That's and a nightmare. All this happened when I was like at physical therapy in Chicago. And I was like, guys, I'm having a crisis. I can't do this exercise now. <laughs> it was no. And they were like truly getting candid like reactions because and it like lasted longer than it 
should have. Because also, like, people followed it back thinking it was me, you know? Because it would also be like, don't listen to her. The other one's a fake. No, (laughs) that's so creepy. What's the end game of that? Is it just to, like, psychologically torture you? Well, I at first thought it was, like, perhaps, like, a real person and a nemesis. (laughs) That's where my mind went as well. Well, I was like... I have a nemesis. I've discussed her on this show. <laughs> wow. With David Sims. Her name is Joe. You might know who she is, honestly. You she, put a you put a first name. Is that a real first that's name? That's a real out there? first name because I don't give a shit because I think she's a bad person. Uh, wow. check out the backstory of that in the episode with David Sims. Anyways, I was wow. like I literally had a crazy moment where I was like, has Joe listened to my episode putting her on blast? And has she now stolen my identity? Because it like thematically and narratively wow. with our history, I was like, this would be like, you know, a thing. But it, it was really? obviously it was like a Russian something. I don't know. But like it, it got was, taken down eventually. But it was talking to my friends. It was so wild. That's so scary to me. It's that because you know why is the uncanny. Mm. The uncanny so unsettling. Mm-hmm. Someone's like you're double. Yeah, like and it's also just like for me and my like the the themes that follow my life is like very much attached to like um, I'm obsessed with authentic authenticity, and mm. I've had like a lot of previous friendships that I felt like oh these people keep just like taking parts of me and just like oh. being it, but like in a more accessible way and like whatever. I have all my own shit like based on identity in general. So I was like, this is crazy. This is happening to me of all people, but also great for the pod. (laughs) Right. Great for the pod right now. Ultimately, that's the silver lining of every trauma we've experienced. Big T and little T trauma is that it ends up in a podcast. You gotta. And if only I could go back in time and tell my younger self who's experiencing all sorts (laughs) of trauma like someday you're going to talk about this on a podcast about crushes. And people are going to be like, thank you, actually. Thank you, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm Rebecca, Classroom Crush. We're talking childhood crushes. And I have a guest. And his name is Steve. Wait, okay. First of all, what does he do? What's his vibe? Okay. <laughs> this guy, let me tell you. Okay, he's a writer. Okay, he's a film uh, director, creator. He's a comedian. And let me tell you, he has funny vids on Insta that you can follow him now. But you have to do it organically, I guess. <laughs> or manually, maybe Just, like, is the word do for it. it. And it's Steven underscore Markow. Oh, my God, yeah. I've revealed your name. Is that what? Is that not allowed? Well, I was trying to build up to saying your name, and then I just said your name. I've been waiting this whole time just to hear my name. So, so and <laughs> it's Stephen Markow. <laughs> also, you famously did the Turner Masters uh, Memory Hospital. Yes, which you which I uh, reviewed for AV Club. Famously, I reviewed for AV Club. Put us in the spotlight. Thank you very much for that. I had a great time. Love that show. Found found it to be just uh, beautifully written, twisted cuckoo. You know, it's definitely twisted. And cuckoo it's a should i say what it is it's a yeah say a serial narrative comedy podcast it's Uh six episodes long are here they don't like narrative when i do (laughs) self-promo for a limited series uh podcast but um yeah it's just a really really crazy comedy i describe it like an adult swim series yeah. just for, you know, audio only. And it's and fucked up. It's absolutely fucked up. It's fucked up to the point where we did a live reading of it at um Yeah, I podcast. wanted to go to that. 
festival. Um, well, I didn't. That, sorry, we could have used you there. There wasn't a lot of people, but <laughs> no, the reading was spectacular. So, so many funny people uh, did it, and um, uh, I had to rewrite a lot of it because it just the jokes. We wrote it in like 2015, you know, yeah. or something. And yeah. it was just like, they didn't hold up. They were just like, and a lot of them were, you know, we, we wrote it, me and Catherine Cohen. Kath- and, yes, Catherine Cohen. And uh, Peter Smith as well contri- contributed when it was supposed to be a live play. And oh, originally okay. at the Annoyance Theater. That and makes sense. R.I.P. The Annoyance Theater. Yes. And uh, to timestamp it, R.I.P. UCB East. Yes, timestamp <laughs> so you know. it. The, another... Uh, um, how the mighty have fallen <laughs> yes another has fallen um so the improv community is yeah. ta- taking a hit but uh you know we all we all contributed i don't want the listeners to think that it was just me putting all the all this terrible stuff in there never but wait i do want to backtrack over my instagram handle because yes. it's not uh, intuitive to spell oh yeah and uh, i really it. do want people to follow me there uh it's s-t-e-v-e-n Ooh. underscore m-a-r-k-o-w I feel that I could have, they could have figured that out. I think well, my people s- here, Mar- it's actually they're my, very smart. My name is pronounced actually Marco, and people just never see that K O W coming. Wait, people, that's how it's pronounced? Yeah. Oh my God. Well, I'm an idiot. No, you're not wow. an idiot. It's, it's not intuitive. I'm canceled. At all. I'm canceled. Okay, I've, I've been waiting I'm my wrong. whole life to cancel somebody. <laughs> <You're> <laughs> Hold welcome. on, my hands are, my you palms get are sweating. You cancel me now. <laughs> Well, Stephen, can I tell you a story before we get into um, your story? I, I would love that. Because I have to update the pod, you know. So last you heard me on Lauren O'Neill's episode. Oh, didn't you love it? Didn't you cry at that one point? Weren't you laughing? This seems like generic, like funny things to say, but like I really did like tear up at some point. So I'm like, did you cry, listener? Um, I mentioned giving a guy... My phone number at... Oh, you live in Crown Heights. Have you been to Bergen? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. There is a guy who works there, and I did give him my phone number, and that was uh, a week ago today, and we got radio silence, folks. It is not happening. Oh, that's the uh, the update. Yeah, that's the update, because I just, you know, I wanted, you know, if people were thinking, did he, he, did he finally, no. Did not. Have you ever had an experience where you've given like a server or something your number and they've 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 texted actually or texted? Um, no. <laughs> well, I think I've, this is only like the second time I've ever given someone like my number like on a piece of paper, which is what I did. Which uh, is fucking fun analog. And yeah. I find it's um, there's something about the sort of dynamic mm. there, like customer and server, that it's like awkward or uncomfortable because Mm. in a way they're like being paid to be so friendly and sometimes flirty yeah and then you're like oh oh it's real and they're like no it's an it's a role yeah yeah and that's hard hard threshold to cross which like i get it he could have definitely not been flirting with me a hundred percent possible but what yeah what would they'd have to like reach across and sort of like take your hand and be like that's such a great order yeah <laughs> like well, pulled, no, pork, mean, pulled pork sandwiches so I did, good like, truly ask him uh if he was seeing anyone so like he knew how to know it was coming okay so you were bl- you, know? you were blunt about it yes and the thing is is like i'm a customer service per i'm like a barista you know which is like hilarious mm-hmm. you know that i'm a barista Ooh. um but like i've had people give me their number and it's usually been 
because yeah, that was like the vibe, you know, where it's like, Oh, I hope this person gives me their number because I'm flirting with them. And, but like, I can't give them my number, you know, cause that would be inappropriate. I see. Yeah. Um, yeah. Famously a guy named Cornelius. Um, we went on one date and then he ghosted me. So clearly I'm bad at dates or bad at something. I don't know. Um, Cornelius. Now that, that seems to me like that's, that might get back to Cornelius because <laughs> there's maybe I not mean, too many Corneliuses out there. Well, I, I've already talked about him on this. Sh- like if he, you know, well, that's what you get when you fucking ghost me. That's what you get when you ghost a girl who has a podcast. <laughs> about that. Yeah. Is about anything, really, but a, a specifically yeah. about this. That makes sense. I gave my number to a barista one time. Uh, I was like, yeah, you, you know, call me if you feel like it. And she's like, why would I do that? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. Um, true, true, cool. true, true. Thanks true, true. for the croissant. Um, I'm you, go over there. Just you're sit. honestly very you're, smart. You're, <laughs> you know? yeah. Like, why would you? Really good, good point. Um, <laughs> Do you find yourself often um, making bold in- initiative moves? Is that an initiative? Is that I don't know yeah. if that makes sense. Um, no, I honestly feel like these days, especially, I think back on at those humiliating moments and mm. I think, you know be conservative and really kind of be chill and wait for things to kind of happen in a more yeah you know don't be like i'm gonna take the leap i know there's there's definitely a lot of uh romanticizing the sort of like take the leap let's go for it and i think in general we're learning as a culture like don't take the leap you know but then i still have friends that tell me go for it you have to just go for it and that your only issue is that you don't go for it i'm like bitch i'm always going for it general bitch who is my friend who is saying this (laughs) (laughs) the the universal bitch there's so many ways to go for it you can go for it in a really sort of like you know patient way that's not my vibe though because i don't know how to be subtle you know it's like you're it's like the equivalent of speaking like you know like conversationally and then screaming suddenly you know but i'm always screaming have you not noticed that like even just in the last like 10 minutes i feel that i've screamed (laughs) well (laughs) i feel that i've screamed um uh but then that's okay because that's your you know that's your median or whatever. It's my decibel. And you don't need to go, maybe you don't need to go more intense than that. Yeah. So <laughs> I guess it's decided I'm never going back to Bergen ever again. Oh, have you decided that? Yeah. I'd only been like twice. It's not like I don't you know, feel it in my heart that I a, have to be there. It's a large, it's big. open space. You yeah. Know? You could just go on the other side of the <laughs> But he's hall. always roaming, weaving through the tables. Oh, You've I probably see. seen him. He wears a hat a lot. <laughs> I know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> yes oh my god no i um um it's yeah fine. there's there's some sense to it like you kind of just gotta maybe pretend it never happened at some yeah. point you know i that cafe that i um humiliated myself at that was a really nice cafe in was san that francisco here in, oh, okay in san fran and Did I you live in san francisco for a little bit and um oh. Yeah, and I just kept going because those croissants were insane. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, sometimes you just got to do it. You just got to chomp on a croissant. It creeps me out every time someone says croissant. I'm like, no, don't sound. You sound like a little baby. (laughs) (laughs) A little baby. Can I have a croissant? Do you think you're not um, fucking French? Oh, if they're not. Yeah, if they're French. French. I'm like, you still sound stupid. <laughs> you find the French language to sound infantile? against French people. 
<laughs> if you're French, stop listening. Just kidding. Please do rate, review, and subscribe. Yeah, well, the, that market now is you've just, you know, totally yeah. alienated yourself. Is podcasting a thing in France? <laughs> yeah, they love it. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I've just never thought about it. it. And I'm entertained by like just French people sitting around just like smoking a cigarette. English just, language like, podcast. <laughs> just, like, just, like, and just sitting around a table listening to the podcast together and just going, Hmm. They're just hanging off the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. There's because there's so many of them because it's so popular for yeah. the, them to hang out. I love it. Just dangling. Yeah. Okay, Stephen. So the, the point of the podcast is, you know, we're mm-hmm. talking about the crash. And are you talking about a crash? I hope so because that's what the podcast is. Yeah. So I got the email. Thank you. Who are we talking about today? This is a question I had. Is it limited to a single? We have to single out a crush, like the crush no, of all time. No. So w- where do you want to begin? This is your, I don't well, know your life story. Okay. So I've got, uh, I've got some good ones. Um, well, first of all, are you a very crushy person? I would, I, yeah, I, I'll say this, right. Okay. If we want to do a sort of general, like what's my f- feeling about crushes and. And then we can I, find our way there. You right. Know, podcasting. It's insane. I think, I think I, I'd like to have more than, than I do. Maybe I don't know. Is it harder to have crushes the older you get? Yeah. You feel um, because I do. I value that kind of um, head over heels kind of thing where you're just like just being around them kind of makes you you know yeah do, you know happy and feel good. Um, obviously, everybody wants that. Even though you learn those can be the the worst experiences because you're so disappointed you're so let down when you actually because they've done nothing to build up all of this like hope and these these daydreams yeah and then they're just like indifferent towards you it's almost the um inverse of when you confront a bully you know, hmm. you've spent years thinking like this, this, bo- is gonna be this person damaged me. And you're like, <laughs> you know, 10 years ago you said this thing and they're like, wait, like who, what are you yeah. even talking about? Like, who are you? And you're just so let down because in your mind, they're like the villain and the crush is like, you know, the a villain, you know, <laughs> a villain in a way. Yeah. yeah. The other side of the villain coin. And, um, uh, but I, in general, I think I have, uh, a disposition towards life where I'm more of a romantic. Mm. I like the, I can be like very sort of like, this is the practical reality of thing, but, um, my philosophy in life and part of my oh, reason tell me. <laughs> for moving Yes, he's moving to the woods. I'm moving up to, to the woods for a little while. That whole, ter- you know, that cliche, and mm. you know, you may hate me for it, and I understand. Um, someone pursuing their <laughs> daydream and trying to make it a reality is um, worthy Disgusting. of violence. Disgusting. We hate it. I yeah. spit. Um, yeah, I've been getting spit on this whole time, <laughs> and uh, yeah, because I just had this thought for a while, which is like, I don't know. I feel like it'll increase my odds of having crushes going up to this beautiful oh, really? natural Why? surrounding because I just find I get sort of like crushes on the world sometimes like huh. the, you know the weather or something I'll just be like this is like the world is so beautiful and I'm just like yeah. happy being this in it breeze has got me boned and then <laughs> got me boned. <laughs> and then and then right at that moment I think I wish I had someone to share this moment with ah so there's that kind of so That's I feel nice. like if I go to that place that makes me feel that way, then maybe I'll have a chance of just like finding someone because I'll be in that place all the time. It yeah. won't be like, oh, I'm just passing through hmm. this beautiful area. And, you know, you get that one, that little boost. Yeah. I'll just be like living in that beautiful place. 
So I'll just like be feeling that all the time. And you'll see someone you'll be like, please come join me. And then, yeah, maybe you're tree. on the you say it just like that isn't this yeah. tree gorgeous I'll and then they're like this tree is just a tree and you'll be like you're not the one for me <laughs> mostly obscured by a tree yeah. just reaching out my long long arm so beckoning like, I'm, them i'm in some way like a tree <laughs> i will go on about yeah. how i look like do a tree. you agree it becomes like <laughs> some weird fucked up like yes yeah. i will speak in rhyme it will become a dr seuss-esque um nightmare but uh, no, I've like I feel like it's like the air has to like smell a certain way, and I just like get unlock to fall that. In love or yes, to, yeah. I, well, okay. I, to be predisposed to it, mm-hmm. or I'm more likely to be primed. I'm primed for love and crushes. Okay. In that and place. the city life is just not doing it for you anymore. No, I find it. It's rare that I'm walking through the streets in New York feeling that way. I know some mm-hmm. people get that way about this city and yeah. cities in general. I. I kind of only get that way among uh, the trees and the, the mountains, mm. the plants, the yeah. plants and the ma- the plants and the birds. What's that? The plants and the worms. That's girl pool. Okay, never mind. I just a song cool. came into my. You know, this is just like what happens to my brain constantly. Yeah. Just always like, what's that song? And then I find it, and then I can move on. It's a good band. Anyways, girl pool, plants and worms. Good song. <laughs> <laughs> I and I edit it in right now. Wow, such good wow. <laughs> Amazing. So that that's interesting. I've actually I don't know what this says about me, but I've never been like, look at the world. I wish I had someone to share it with. I'm just more like, I wish there was anyone here with me because I am alone. But not about <laughs> not about like the world, you know? And maybe that's yeah. something to do with um I don't know. I don't know what that is. I'm gonna think about it. It's just you being lonely. Yeah, it is me being <laughs> lonely. It's just you being lonely. I think it's a part. That's a part of it for me too. Yeah. Although it does feel a little bit more, like in the, like I'm, you know, I get lonely as well. I'm not mm-hmm. saying I don't, but in these moments that I'm describing, it's not exactly loneliness because it's like I am, like very happy, euphoric. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, I've got to say, and if we want to get real on this pod, and That's I'm notorious for being so real, an open book on podcasts. Yes. I don't know if you've heard. Let's do it. <laughs> Mary Houlihan's musical improv episode in which I got <laughs> sang about my mental illness and mental health history. <laughs> yeah. Just on the note of I'm being predisposed towards euphoria and bipolar. Mm-hmm. And uh, before I was medicated, which has only been pretty recently, um, I was only diagnosed pretty recently, uh, a few years ago. Um, I would just get these like moments where I would just be like, hmm. the world is so beautiful and like cry, you know, yeah. I'll just be in those places. Yeah. And um, I think it's carried over. And I do think about that actually now that I'm stabilized. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, have I sort of, you know, muted Mm-hmm. my ability to feel that but then you know then i'll go on a nice drive in the country yeah. or something and i'm like oh no here it is it's wild though. i mean like i could see both of those things playing but like so much of it really like at least for me in like a way that i think is universal in a sense that it's like a lot of it's just getting older a lot of it yeah. is like but maybe i just haven't had that person recently but like the fucking beautiful insane overwhelming feelings i would feel when i was like 13 also had to do with 
hormones and shit and the fact yep. that I was 13 and it's like oh is that all that I want is that all that I'm chasing yes it's like yeah. the, it's like how porn will never be as good as like the first time I saw porn you know but like <laughs> there's nothing to do about that it's like yeah repl replicate the context and everything you know no, that's true when I do like hopefully ugh, in like the next month <laughs> like fall in love and like have uh you know like a bf uh, I'm like, oh, it's gonna be amazing, and that and that's what I'm like keep telling myself to mm. be, like, get it get through, which is probably not healthy because it's probably not gonna be amazing. It's probably just like gonna be a guy who's like, you're okay, <laughs> you know. Well, there's definitely a part of me, so I feel like maybe going on the motif of bipolar, I mm. have two, you know, there's definitely two modes of thinking on. On, on life which is like one i'm like very calculating i'm like what mm -hmm. like let's break it down like where do i have to be to actually feel happy what makes me happy how do i take steps towards that yeah and then the other part that's like i'm just gonna be open and like yes. let it flood you know all these feelings flood me so yeah part of the reason i'm moving up there is because i spent so much time thinking journaling what have you yeah and going that's like maybe where I need to be. I need to try it. You seem concerned with things happening organically. Yes. Which is like a like funny like the artifice to get yeah. there. Yeah. 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 But uh, I was just going to say, because, you know, if you want to fall in love in a month, if you really <laughs> if you really were just a cool arbitrary uh, thing to do as yeah. an experiment, if you're like in 30 days, I want to experience something close to love yeah it's an interesting question to be like what are the conditions mm. in which that is is going to spontaneously happen or the odds are better but i don't know you don't know what is it that's that's i don't know do you have some idea is there in your history do you feel like there mm. are certain environments or situations not really i think well i think i'm becoming aware that i feel shitty about myself right now i just like feel gross and like mm. feel just ugly and like not good so i'm like oh yes probably not ideal conditions to fall in love probably not gonna yeah. happen because i'm not like feeling it right now but does not uh decrease the want in any way and like i'm aware right. of it and i'm like oh is being aware of it actually me being okay with it and it's like mm, probably not i should probably like do something to feel better about myself but it's weird because it's not like an active feeling bad about myself it's just like i will notice Ugh, i look ugly or whatever mm -hmm. and i'll notice myself think that and it's like well then you're not gonna get a boyfriend but right and but yeah. then it's like then the desperation increases yeah. Cause you're like, I need someone else to validate me and make me feel good. Yeah. But Something's I'm also like out. weirdly like, Oh my God, the idea of like anyone, um, just like having sex with me in like the next month, I'm like, no, absolutely not. <laughs> Let's not have that. But I'm like, can we hold hands? I don't know. Well, I, I do think that's, um, a good, that's, that's good work to start when you're like, you know the, the the expression the phrase <laughs> oh yeah can't love the, anybody else you, until you, you know, learn to love famous, yourself uh, rupaul's yeah RuPaul. gotta love yourself first or you know yeah. you have to at least sort of not be actively attacking yourself all the time i think well yeah but then it like happens the other way too where it's like this boy doesn't text me i'm like um i'm fucking cool right <laughs> i'm like what the hell <laughs> Anyways, when's the when's one of the first instances you remember feeling that like euphoric crush feeling? Oh, you, well, 
Or wow. What, or I just you... remembered. Yeah. So there's yes. there's some interesting categories of crushes because there's like the, you know, TV movie crushes. Mm-hmm. You know, the, you know, the people. <laughs> One of the first crushes I think I ever had, and I keep thinking about this, it like pops up periodically, was the blind girl in the TV movie for Stephen King's Langoliers. <laughs> I have no idea what the <laughs> fuck like, you're talking about. Was about a bunch of people who are stuck in an airport because there's these like flying okay, meat, meatball monsters like outside. <laughs> okay. I love the idea. Well, like one of my things is fantasy is just like when people are trapped with me. <laughs> so I love the idea of people being trapped in an airport. Anyways, go on. There's like something monsters. There's like meatball looking monsters okay. and they've got lots of teeth. It was like really early CGI stuff. Um, mm. They look really funny. And they just kind of like these people are stranded in an airport similar to the mist. They're just turning on each other, you know, mm. but they need to work together. And there was just like a blind girl. And I was like very, very young. And I was just like had a huge crush on the blind girl. Looking back, I'm like, is it because the blind girl sort of looked like me at that age? <laughs> was it just pure narcissism, pure no, ego? Where we've talked like, oh, about this before like where I think a lot of like early crushes sometimes are like your first instance, instance of like self-love. It's like the only way to... Yeah realize things about yourself that you like is to see them in other people you know yeah so that could be a thing i'm interested in her being blind like yeah her characters have yeah. to be blind and i don't know it was not a factor in my you know mm. daydreams of the crush or whatever got at it all. yeah for some reason you interesting. Maybe, uh, i know that is interesting <laughs> it yeah. seems like now i'm older and wiser and i'd be like well that would be some that would have some <laughs> factor in the way we you know spend well, our time together I know. I think it was just the way she looked. Yeah. <laughs> Does she look like you? Does she have? I think she did kind of look like me a little bit. I want to look her up. <laughs> Wait. Okay. Okay. She's wearing cool sunglasses. She does have really cool sunglasses. She's Maybe wearing a cool pink polo. She's got a bowl cut. Did you have a bowl cut then? I pretty much did. Yeah. Sick. Okay. I mean, she has mad style. <laughs> okay. So, well, um, I haven't. Can I see? Because I oh, haven't yes, seen. Of course. I don't know if, if that's what you remember. <laughs> <laughs> so <neat> to me now. <laughs> she's very androgynous yeah so that's a know. that's a thing that's, nice. that's definitely a vibe that is a very funny look an amazing look though and a look that i would do it for halloween today <laughs> yeah that's what i'm saying is like this is fashion i'm just saying i'm just i'm being vulnerable here i'm opening up no just yeah being honest i remember that being like a, maybe one of the first crushes ever and um but, you know, I want to say this. Here's here's a little narrative, cr- a crush narrative. That's Ooh. a good one. And yes. this is someone in in real life. Um, we love that. It was like a good girl in my, in my third grade, fourth grade, got a crush on her. And then, you know, third, fourth, fifth, you're entering puberty. Mm-hmm. And I distinctly remember she had crushes on all the guys that were like going through puberty ahead of me. I think ahead I, I of you. Yeah, well, they were like going through puberty in like fifth grade, and I didn't go through puberty until like eighth grade. Wow. <laughs> so I was like, I, you know. But did you get like super end. tall, like all of a sudden? I did because, yeah, that should be Steven, said too. famously tall. Famously tall. And <laughs> when I was younger and for a long time, I was uh, husky, chubby. Mm. I was always actually tall, but um, much, I was much bigger. I had a size, you know, 40 size which is on the bigger side did did people like um affectionately be like no he's big bone husky husky yeah. everybody was like you're a boy you're husky it's a good thing husky but i boar. was just like so soft and doughy and like <laughs> you know sensitive and Aww. had hair like 
the Langoliers. Of yeah. The, um, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and um, yeah, anyway, so there, I don't think there were many people that had crushes on me. Maybe a few did. And um, but anyway, I had a crush on her. Then she moved her aw- name? away. I really do. I have the same. You don't name. have to say I'm her name. You paranoid. Could, I mean, you could, I. You could give her a fake name. I just knew. I need to refer to her or something. I'll, I'll, I'll use her name. Aaron. You don't have to. Her name's Aaron. First name is Aaron. It could be anybody. Okay, There's nope. That's important. Um. So she moved away. And she moved away when? In like sixth, at the end of sixth grade. Okay. Then in eighth grade, I ran into her somewhere. Like I ran, I randomly there was because she hadn't moved very far away. She moved like a couple towns over. Oh, okay. And, and this I is in New Jersey. In New Jersey, central New Jersey. Mm-hmm. And uh, I ran into her at some sort of maybe like a county fair type thing. <gasps> I love that. And she was being real flirty, <gasps> and she was like, "We should hang out sometime." Wait, when did you run into her? It was like I think it was eighth grade or okay. ninth grade. I think so. And then. I don't remember exactly what the timeline was, but ended up dating her in what? high school. First, first love. What? Okay, okay. And we dated until in, until we were both in college. Oh shit! Okay, okay. Lost okay. my virginity to her. All of the things. <laughs> and in that while, yeah, it worked out for a little bit. <laughs> this keeps happening on my podcast where people have their nice little um, like crushes, and then they they loop back around later. Really? This keeps happening to people, yeah. at least that I have on the show. What was what what was it about her that uh, drew you to her initially? Um, she was blind. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she was stuck in an airport. Uh, no, um, I don't know. I just thought she was pretty and she was cool. She was one of those. She was like one of the first mm. like, cool, cool girls I encountered. Oh yeah, she's like she's not like the other girls. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know. She just had. She was like so like kind of like chill and sarcastic. Mm. I feel like everyone else was kind of bubbly, and she was just sort of like sitting there with her arms folded, and she was just like always like yeah. Thought the teachers were dumb, and I don't know. I that's that was cool. Like, I was like, oh, that's really cool. Um, and she was like depressed and I feel like I was depressed. So I was mm-hmm. like attracted to that. But it really was a, a situation where, you know, I had, I feel like I had other crushes in between. It wasn't like I was pining and pining and like, oh my gosh, here's my chance. Yeah. It was a totally unexpected thing that we ran into each other. And I was shocked that she wanted to hang out because in my mind, she was like this. Well, because were you really guys friends? Like after she moved before she moved like when you first Barely. got a friend not, oh, no, got a crush I, on her. I distinctly re- i feel like i would like say hi and she would like ignore me oh my god that's, like, that's rock and roll i was like she doesn't care about me at all and mm. <laughs> are you are you like me that it's like oh you hate me and i'm obsessed with you because that's how i am no usually i'm the opposite of like people aren't affectionate I'm, i just can't handle it i'm like oh my gosh they was just- she affectionate later and uh when you wait how did so how did how did it bloom from like uh let's hang out at, at the county fair to yeah um would you, did you guys I go really to the same high school no we mm. she, she was at like she was like a town or two over okay where she had moved and i think i had like a friend of a friend was there too so there was re- a reason to kind of be in that social general circle. I went to a really small high school. There was a hundred kids in each grade and yeah, it, and yeah, we all grew up together. So mm-hmm. it was like no one, it was like, there's pl- no escape. Ever, it was platonic, uh-huh. you know, if it just feels platonic cause you grew, you grew up with these people. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So it was kind of her moving away. I think maybe even made it sort of, 
possible for hmm. that to be. Maybe I hadn't realized that I had idealized it or something. But yeah. I was also when puberty was hitting. So, you know, heightened senses, yeah. heightened the hormones and uh, just her being interested in me at all. Um, I think I remember her coming to a concert that my band played at. <laughs> okay, tell me about that. your band. <laughs> really, tell like, me about this I band. Did, I had a series of garage bands from <laughs> Hell yeah. eighth to ninth grade. <laughs> mm-hmm. and, what were they called? Oh, what would you play? Lord. Um, the very first band I was ever in had no name, and we were okay, that's a, already a punk. system of a down <laughs> instrumental <laughs> cover band. <laughs> because, yeah. And we were always like, we're going to get someone to sing. <laughs> <laughs> any day now. Just to all our fans, just any day now, we're going to get someone to sing. We're if still you know looking. anyone, mm-hmm. you know, um, let us know. Our surge. Um, and we're going to learn more than three of their songs. Oh, beautiful. And we literally played in a garage. It would, Cute. we'd open the doors and play and there'd be like a handful of people, but we did play. Oh, we did a, eventually some iteration of it. We, we covered a Ramon song at, um, and you're like, I know about old punk also too. And Aaron <laughs> is a huge Ramones fan. So I think that might've done it. That's cool. She's I, but like, I could also be imposing this narrative on the timeline and no, it didn't work out that way. It's kind of, I don't, she I, seems like the girl who would say like, Oh, he's a poser. Was she like that yes. kind of girl? She was a pop punk type. She was into yeah. punk, pop punk. And I was not really, but you know, I got into the, the, the metal side of things yeah. in high school was in like pop punk, a pop punk band called Sudden Glory, which is like such a sort of name generator esque, you know? Yeah. Pop I mean, punk. it's, you're the, you're the, um, you're like the, the child of newfound glory. Right, there was newfound glory. That's probably see. Wow. I didn't even know it was so <laughs> offensive to me the way that you just like realized that newfound glory was a thing. I did not listen to them. I swear. Yeah, I didn't for me, listen. and I got yesterday a lot of, listened to newfound glory. <laughs> it was a big thing in people's lives, and um, yeah. I was more in the the. I was I was a very a soft a soft person in the mm. metal circles. <laughs> I wore okay. a Cornell fleece in in my metal band yeah i love that the metal band i was in was called cryptic matter <laughs> exactly we did sound yeah. like that and then we brought in a guy who was That's like an older very kid. like matrix like early 2000s like <laughs> it was very matrix <laughs> it was very matrix and um we brought in an older kid it was like a ringer who could like play guitar really well and he would just yeah like wait what did you did you play play guitar okay and he and i was wearing a cornell fleece he would just like call me a pussy all the time and, and you're like was, oh, and i was like life. this isn't fun anymore oh <laughs> i want to wear my red cornell fleece <laughs> <laughs> and play metal on my epiphone guitar and uh, enjoy my life and i have uh, feelings then, in my mind his name yes. is cody <laughs> that's so i feel like it might have no it was danny Uh, okay and he was really um proud of um and constantly proving to us that he could drive he insisted he could drive better uh high oh i knew you were gonna say that exactly he was that kind of guy (laughs) yeah he was just like you know let's get in the car really good he would be like driving like 80 and just like i'm high and look how good i am i was like oh i'm gonna die in the car with this guy who hates me (laughs) 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 that's my 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 narrative um but um Anyway, yeah, so we dated through throughout high school or later in high school. Were you did you like actively want to be someone's like BF? 
Did you want that? Yeah. It was really scary to me. Actually, I remember the. I remember the first time we made out. It was liberating because like I'd never like kissed anyone before. Oh my god! Describe every detail. Made out on a couch in my friend's uh, house, and my friends, <laughs> I swear, my like super nerdy friends, mm-hmm. did not leave the room. Oh no! They like <laughs> pretended to be like in the corner talking, and they just watched to observe because oh they were god. like some one nightmare. of one of us like has done it they like we've oh, broken out of the, like, the like sexless steven he's doing it he's, he's doing, really doing there it. really was i swear <laughs> there was a sense of that that like they were like we we have to take notes because yeah. maybe this will happen to oh us one day God. so we were so dorky so is that would you categorize so, yourself um in in a click way as like a nerd in the second half of high school so much yeah so okay. much so not in the first half what were you in the first half in the band just in the band i was playing My, guitar i lost was, weight i was like you went from cool rock and roll guy to i love books guy i gained like i feel like it was, must have been like 20 pounds or 30 pounds and <laughs> it looks like i just like ballooned mm. and i was really really depressed and anxious all the time and then i got into comedy um yeah that's when the first time first open mic i ever did i was 14 or 15 love i yeah. took an improv class i was 14 or 15 You're I like, like i have a lot to say <laughs> i was like comedy's gonna be my life like i'm gonna do com- i'm gonna be a comedian yeah and then uh it took a long time to do it again <laughs> wait um uh how was losing your virginity <laughs> it was cool it was in a mall parking lot wait how old were you when the first kiss happened i was maybe 15 or 16 okay it just made, i had like there was like a a very like a peck uh in seventh or eighth grade mm-hmm. and i remember like tremoring my whole body uh, i was shaking i was like so scared yeah for that moment you were scared yeah you, you didn't but after was it like sweet release of like that was good or was it just nerve wracking there was a sort of like wow and but then there was also just like oh wow that was so scary and it's gonna be and then i like i swear like i can i couldn't do it again i was like i after the i would se- avoid like after the pack being like, alone with just the two of us because i was afraid of doing it again with the with the peck person like, yeah, like a normal oh on the lips just regular quick kiss were you were you excited to kiss again or were you it was as hugely liberating that scared okay it no. was so liberating that i didn't mind my friends staring at me like ghouls <laughs> yeah, from that's the corner very of the room comfortable i was like i swear i had a conscious sense of i'm gonna kiss tonight i just remembered she was leaving and i went out after her i was like wait don't (gasps) leave this is the moment i felt this was the moment and i kissed her and then we were like oh my god i was like i want you to keep hanging out and we went up there and kept hanging out and that's when we made out and uh we made out for like an hour holy shit and it was like don't go I need you to <laughs> kiss really and then mm. hang out and kiss more. Because I, I think I was like, oh, no, I'm getting into that place again where I'm just like You're too scared gonna to do it. going to push it away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I have to just like, okay, that's a situation where you take the leap. That's wild that like you just spun yeah. a whole relationship out of this chance encounter. Yes, that you know? was it, that was amazing. And it was also like, I think it was kind of brutal when it ended. Yeah, what well, what happened there? <laughs> she made a very mature decision, which was like, "Hey, we're about to go to college, and like, I want to like just date a bunch of people and grow yeah. as a person, yeah, and not like be dating the person I was dating in high school." And I was just like, "Yeah, cool, that sounds cool," but then I was just like, "This is the worst thing that's ever it. happened to me." 
Yeah. Yeah. No, but I did un- understand and I, I think benefited from it as well. How was losing your virginity? So it was in a mall parking lot. It was yeah. actually not in nearly the car? as scary as uh, a first kiss. Interesting. It was like so like, I don't know. I It was like obviously like nerve wracking, but we were in a mall parking lot. And I remember in the midst of it, security drove by and then the car, oh they drove by the, our car <laughs> or her car and in the backseat of her car, they drove by and, they, and slammed on the brakes. And I was like, oh, my God, like, we're going to get caught in this crazy position. You know, like, we're <laughs> naked and we're like, oh, in a car. Yeah. But then they kept driving. And I had this crazy idea in my head. And they were like, oh, there's like two teens, like, <laughs> totally fucking, fucking in the boning. back of a car. <laughs> you know what? One of them's losing their virginity. Let them have it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so, good for him. I hope they're using protection. I hope they're being safe. Yeah, that's what he thought. He and was probably just just like, I don't feel like head. dealing with this right now. I was like, I swear he saw us or, you know, and was just like, I'm just going to let it go. Let them enjoy man. themselves. And um, then it ended when we went to college. And man, college was not great for me for a lot of reasons. Yeah. I went to one school. I hated it. I dropped out. I was like not in school for eight months and then i went to another school went for a few years dropped out and yeah went to san francisco got humiliated by a barista (laughs) um and then went back to college and it was really just you know my mental health was as bad as i think it could possibly be yeah and you're trying it's amazing you 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 think back you're like oh i got like papers done yeah how did i write a paper in the throes of yeah complete like just the deepest depression within know? all that did you still feel like a romantic person who wanted to be romantic yeah because i would go on that trampoline where i would just like go into euphoria mm-hmm. and i think i i know i sent like i must have sent like text messages to my crushes that were just probably like babble they were probably just like i'm thinking of you right now and the way the air smells <laughs> i know like i in my head i was just like oh my god we're in love and they were you know, they were probably just like, he's unwell. And like, mm. I, he's like, fine, but I don't want to be near him. And I was just like, too, yeah, just so up and down. And like, also, I, I developed a terrible habit of just being brutally honest about like how I was feeling all the time. So mm-hmm. if I went into the depths, I would just be like, yeah. So I remember I went on a date and I was just like casually talking about like being suicidal because at that point I was kind of numb to it. It was just yeah. like a daily thing. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't think it's a big deal. I'm just like, I feel like it's always possible. And and this girl had pizza like in her mouth <laughs> and <laughs> held the slice up to her mouth and just tears started coming down. Oh my God. <laughs> and she was weeping. I'd never seen someone weep and eat a slice of pizza before. Yeah. Continue to eat the pizza. And then we had like an, a 45 minute drive back from where we were hanging out to the campus. And uh, yeah. And she's doing amazing now. Um, she's That's like, I mean, of all the banter. reactions, though, <laughs> I feel like that makes my heart like, I don't know. I, I'm like, there are so many other worse ways to react to that. But like, yeah, just, no, she's just extremely, like being openly like emotional, extremely like, good and empathetic yeah. person. Yeah. Her name's Molly. And she's should I say her, <laughs> she's in a band that's kind of famous. So. Oh, we can. <laughs> we'll say it off mic. What do I say? Off mic. <laughs> yeah. Um, but she's a, a amazing person, an amazing musician, and a very empathetic, caring person. That's why and I apologize to her for dumping that garbage. Yeah. She she literally said, "I've never heard someone say anything as sad in mm. my life." 
she's from California and a, a sunny, happy and part of California. And everyone's happy there. Yeah. <laughs> she basically said that. She's just like, I've never. Yeah. Just the community I was in, if people were like, just. <laughs> <laughs> this is I new for me. It. This is new for me. But. Yeah. Um, did you. Um, did you seek like a specific kind of like, were you trying to have a, a relationship or was it like speaking a specific kind of attention or a specific kind of person when you were like early college days? I think my first like long relationship in college was someone who is also just like very affectionate, very caring, very mm-hmm. empathetic. And I think I needed that. Like I needed somebody to be like really just like giving and like. Is it because Aaron. No, she wasn't was not. that way. Right. No, but I was sort of more. I, I think I was coming into it feeling a little. I don't know what it was. Yeah, I felt maybe I was having that residual post-puberty kind of confidence or whatever. Mm, Yeah. Definitely had like, you know, hated myself and was depressed all the time, but also just had that sort of like, yeah. when she started showing she was interested in me, I just felt cool again. Yeah. I guess I had come out of a phase that where I was cool, so Mm -hmm. I could sort of residually sort of feel cool again. Was she the last person you think you've been attracted to who didn't like so readily show that interest? No, because after the affectionate person I dated in college, I dated a pretty cold. <laughs> no, she was also <laughs> affectionate and a good person, but was on the sort of more aloof side mm-hmm. and critical side. She Do had, you like um, fighting for uh, specific I, people to like you or whatever? Maybe I go through, mm-hmm. yeah, cycles or, or something where it's like now I want like a, an yeah. icy cold, you yeah. know, like someone I've got to like really... Yeah, f- work for. Fight for and I'm going to be fight. No, but that was a terrible relationship. She wasn't a terrible person, but it was a bad relationship and we were arguing all the time. Yeah, it f- seems like a not good or smart place to start a relationship. And yet <sighs> I am like very aware of my issue with being like, oh, this person hates me. That means to win their affection. It's like the grand prize. Like I fucking won. Have you had many long-term relationships? I've had no long-term relationships. I've had several long-term relationships. I get into, I get, I think, yes, I think I get attached to people. And Mm. I also like very, I find it's like very naturally just like we fold into each other's lives in an intense way. Yeah. Almost all my long, longer relationships that have lasted over a year or whatever, two years, lived with all of them. Hmm. Actually lived with all of them. I move yeah. in pretty quickly. We move in together pretty quickly. And it usually works really well. It <laughs> does know. work well. I think so you don't feel like it's... Do you feel that some of it is like a codependence or is it just like you yeah. want to... Because there's, there's like a difference of like, I want to be around you all the time. And then there's like... I only feel that this works if i am around you all of the time right i think there's a sense there's definitely not a sense of like we have to do everything together we have to be around each other all the time but i do think there's a sort of i have definitely like a attachment systems i think they're Mm -hmm. called like i do get invested in those and um those need to feel secure to me, I think. Yeah. So now looking back on relationships I've had, I'm like, oh, it's definitely a pattern of behavior and <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a thing and maybe it's not always for the best, but it, ha- it I, I never, I don't feel like I ever force it. I'm not like, come yeah. on, let's do it. Like, yeah. it just comes up and it's like, hey, we have an opportunity. And I do think I'm pretty easy to live with. Pretty <laughs> like a low key person. And I'm not yeah. like, 
you know, making a lot of noise, going crazy. I'm just like, I can adapt to their <laughs> thing. Everybody, he's not making, he's not making a lot of noise and being crazy. Yes. I'm looking for, <laughs> looking to immediately get into uh, <laughs> a long-term relationship in the woods. If that sounds like something you're into. Oh my gosh. I'm sort of, part of me is kind of nervous that I'm going to do that, get like into a long-term relationship because I have, um, <laughs> I just have a lot of space in this new apartment. <laughs> I was like, you need to fill it. Somehow. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to get lonely. It's going to feel like big and empty. And I'm just going to, the first person who's like sort of nice to me, I'm just going to be like, hey, do you want to move, move in? in? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. I know I really Listen, have to be like, I got a freaking microwave. I got a toaster, you know? I do. Yeah. I have a toaster oven. I have a microwave. That would sell me. Do you, have you been in relationships back to back? Like, have you spent much time in recent years alone? There's usually a good amount of time between the relationships. Do you think you're comfortable being alone? Um, yeah, I think for the most part I am. Yeah. Do you think you just fall easily for people? Maybe. maybe it, it really just feels to me like it comes up so naturally. Like, I don't try. It's like I'm dating some people for like a month or so, mm-hmm. or less, whatever it is you're seeing somebody and then you know you just stop and that's a mutual thing yeah and then suddenly like one just like keeps going and i'm just like okay this one's this gonna is go we're gonna keep going i don't so it's not like you're going into it being like i'm gonna get a girlfriend today exactly no i don't think i i force anything i don't think i'm like desperate to have mm-hmm. anything happen but maybe when i see signs that something's sort of working i'm like okay let's just let's make it work are there any traits that you remember in like Aaron and that early like college relationship that you think follows you in um well I was I was thinking about this now just talking about all these relationships and crushes that Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't know if you really want to psychoanalyze it I feel like always always okay (laughs) my mom's like a very affectionate person a very sort of like giving person and a supportive person she's Mm -hmm. like you know has issues in other ways that you know uh, we haven't always had a a perfect relationship but she's always been like emotionally present and supportive yeah my dad Dad is cold critical aloof yeah and I feel like you I cycle between the two it's like here's like Mm -hmm. a, a really giving nice you know present emotional person and it's like okay now here's like the more aloof person and it just maybe yeah. maybe i go i don't know if it works out perfectly like that but it does kind of seem no, to that break makes down sense. something like that um but so does right that mean I'm, <laughs> i know well maybe i do or maybe i just need to stop like thinking in extremes like that you mm-hmm. know what I mean? I, yeah like i if i'm really trying to work on being a more <laughs> grounded stable person so maybe mm-hmm. I, I will be n- neither attra- uh, i won't be attracted to either necessarily because it'll be like the aloof person maybe just doesn't like me very much so that's a bad fit mm, i don't have yeah. to go chasing them yeah the very affectionate person just because they're affectionate doesn't mean it's gonna work right away or work long term sometimes yeah. it does i mean yeah. being affectionate it's not a bad thing i don't think yeah being emotionally present and empathetic are i think great but Maybe if they're like too, I don't know. I don't know if I've encountered that too much though. Someone who's like too affectionate. Giving. Well, I mean, I think the the only like bad equivalent of that is like, oh, like someone who is like smothering and or yes. needy in some sense. Oh, maybe I have encountered that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I do re- recall one time um, someone like actually like, a, like I was like, 
uh, feeling depressed and I was like, I'm just going to like hang out here. And she was like, no, like I know if you're depressed, you need someone here for you, you know, and which is like good intentions. Yeah. But I was like, no, like, please, can you like leave my room? And she was <laughs> like, I'm not going to leave. And I was like, can you though? And then she's like, I'm going to hug you. And then she was oh. like, went to hug. And I was like, you know, being hugged. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> I was like, man, this is like, I was thinking this is literally like what, like smothering is like yeah. I was like literally being physically kind of smothered and I'm like I need the space so that wasn't that relationship didn't work um, yeah <laughs> but um not too often I don't find too often I'm like this person needs to like get it away mm-hmm. I don't know maybe this is for you to um tell me but I find I at least in my head I think I have a tendency to kind of push people away or like hmm you know, be too aggressive or just have like a vibe that's like not, I don't want to say intimidating because it almost sounds like I'm like, You're t- like talking oh, myself yeah. up, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but just not approachable. I, I really haven't had a ton of like friendships in my life. Like I have to work hard on those, hmm. much harder on those than like romantic relationships. Yeah. I mean, well, it's interesting you say that because I don't, that's not the vibe I get. I, I will because last episode we were talking a little bit about like, being able to like give and receive love and I'm like oh yeah I'm comfortable giving love maybe I'm not you know but it seems like you are comfortable receiving love which I think is a huge part of why people end up together because it seems like you've had like a good amount of relationships yeah you know but maybe maybe you don't know how to receive platonic love I think that might be true yeah so I almost hold them to a higher standard Hmm. where I'm like more critical i'm more on edge like oh they're not returning a text well i guess they just hate me like you know, yeah they didn't invite me to do their show i guess you know they hate me you know i uh, think i'm the opposite in that like well i'm obviously very good at receiving platonic love because i've <laughs> i've just consistently had crushes on people who are like you are my friend <laughs> and i'm like okay i am your friend i guess you know so that's sh- fucking sick the, the <laughs> listeners need to know that you reached out your hand to shake <laughs> yeah. to shake an invisible Hello, hand shake. <laughs> we are friends now cool i i bury <laughs> everything you know and then i, I mean in most of the time i through time uh realize like oh me and this person never would have worked blah blah you know do all those mature you know things but uh still sucks still sucks at the time definitely yeah but i think i mean i think it depends in the ways in which you are confident okay this all could be bullshit it's literally just coming to me right now um i think i am i am confident in myself in the sense that like i think i'm pretty funny i think i'm pretty cool i like cool stuff (laughs) you know (laughs) like i think that's why when, when I describe interactions with people, I I say charmed a lot. I'm like, I can tell I think they were charmed by me. You know, mm-hmm. I think I can be charming. I can vouch for that. Thank you. I'm very charmed right now. But it's like, that's not the same thing as actual, like flirting or whatever, where it's like, hmm. I think I'm confident. I think I'm funny. I think I'm cool. But I probably don't have the same confidence of like, I think I'm hot. I think I'm, you know, Mm, like attractive as like, you you know, so that's the confidence that I'm not putting out. So which probably makes me like not able to receive that kind of affection, you know, that romantic affection and why it's like Mm. friend for me a lot. So maybe it's a similar thing with you where it's like, you know how to 
maybe present yourself as someone like lovable in the romantic sense. Yeah. But maybe not as much in the friendship way. I don't know. Like where, in what levels do you think are you confident in yourself? Um, well, I feel like I definitely have made an effort recently, <laughs> kind of recently to kind of like dress better, just <laughs> like be healthier in general. Yeah. And that definitely makes me feel more confident. I was trying to, you know, I was doing a sort of skater thing for a while and it, without skating, um, <laughs> you know, yeah, just yeah, doing yeah. the look. You're and one of those people that everyone's mad that you're wearing a thrasher sweatshirt. Oh my How gosh. Dare. Yeah. I never, never had that exactly, but you know, yeah. I had the, you know, Dickies or whatever. And, mm -hmm. um, which are, it's just, it's fine. Fashion is for everybody. It's fine. Do what you, do what you will. Yeah. But it is not exactly the best look for a 30 year old or someone in their late twenties, even uh, who does not skate. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> Now that I'm dressing like a little better, I think, uh, you know, button down shirts and what have you. I thought you were going to say, now that I'm dressing like a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> Do I look like a little boy right now? No, you don't look like a little boy. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, hope not. No. Um, yeah, if I dress like more in a more mature way, mm -hmm. I think that gives me confidence. Um, and I've, you know, dating, I'm dating now on the with the apps and everything. And I find the best thing for me is I go into the date thinking, like with no expectations i'm mm -hmm. just like i'm just gonna like have a nice conversation with this person yeah. it's always better and i know like when you're younger it's always like you go in with some expectation of the outcome yeah and that's like never good <laughs> it's like the worst way to do it yeah but you're you're told like that's how you're supposed to do it like you won't get there if you don't know mm -hmm. the destination you know wait how are you finding the app Oh, should we talk about when I um, uh, was at a bar with my friend and you were on a date there? Do you remember? <gasps> no, not really. Wait, remind me. It was at <laughs> well, like, it was at a Happy Fun Hideaway. Is that what it's oh, called? Oh, okay, yeah, in the backyard. I was with my there. friend, and then you walked in with like a girl, and I was like, definitely a Tinder <laughs> yeah. date, one hundred percent. And then it was. I was right. It was. Yeah, that was fine. Yeah, I find the apps are are so far okay. There was just one person where I unmatched them um, after, like, exchanging a couple of messages with them. They kind of went on a possibly manic or hypomanic rant. And mm. I was like, okay, this person's not in a good place. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, they were talking. They were quoting Rumi. And they were like, I don't know, just oh, doing all wow. this stuff. It was, like, really, like, at first I was like, oh, they're just being kind of like an artist or whatever. <laughs> You know, kind I got of that like, is that title of <laughs> being kind of like an artist, <laughs> being kind of like an artist with Stephen Marco, <laughs> Marco, I know Marco. how to say it now. And they were just kind of going off and I was just like, kind of like, it's OK. But then it kept going mm. for hours and I was like, OK, time to unmatch. This yeah, is not yeah. going to this kind is of it for end that. well. They somehow I had no information up. I swear they tracked down my website and they contacted me through email saying um, basically app? threatening me you know what which oh, app I think was, it was this? tinder okay and they were just like they said you think you've erased me but <gasps> you are the one that will be erased oh my god and i was like this is kind of scary <laughs> but yeah. you know it seems less likely for that to happen to guys i imagine than <laughs> women and i was like oh, this is maybe just like every other message for a woman on it on the apps and that's why they hate them so much but you're just found. dating around right now. Yeah. Yeah. I would be surprised yeah. if like I met. I, that's the thing I think about is like the only way I'd suddenly get into another long relationship would be like, 
wow, I'm like, you know, head over heels for this person. I think about them all the time. And that's just, I don't know if that'll happen, but you, I guess is you can never wh- know. What, yeah. What is, um, falling describe falling in love. <laughs> no, I know. I think it starts as a little crush. Yeah. You're like kind of, you find yourself thinking about them. You know, you just feel it, you know, you they're, they're <laughs> the little, uh, story bubble or whatever mm-hmm. pops up and on the top of Instagram and you're, I like how I'm making this all about Instagram, um, <laughs> or whatever, you know, Instagram's and gonna and, and listen. You just get a little rush. You're like, ooh, you know, you feel that little yeah. thing. And sometimes it doesn't last, but sometimes I imagine it grows. But yeah, actually, it's interesting. I think I've had some crushes recently, and they've kind of just, uh, as soon as I felt like, oh no, re- practically speaking, this is not gonna work out between the two of us. We're yeah. just not compatible. It just like fizzles out right away. And it's kind of just, it's kind of sad, but. Um, no, that seems great. Better I'd that love it does to just that. Like- I know. I think I'm just because I didn't even have a crush on like a recent guy, like like a huge crush on a recent guy that rejected me. But like ever we had talked about this one Third Eye Blind song. (laughs) And every time I fucking listen to Faster by Third Eye Blind, I think of fucking Cornelius. It's insane. But now I just like have these, you know, associations in my brain now. And yes, I wish I could just like eternal sunshine that shit, even though it didn't really affect my life in any way. The impression that I get from you is mm. that you're in a place, a more heightened place where you're like really looking for that moment to happen. Mm. So even if it is a little moment, it's going to feel like a bigger moment. Yeah. And I mean, people always say that like shit about like, oh, the moment you stop looking is when it comes. But also like no I'm way. not doing anything. I'm just here. I'm I'm. I'm like spiritually looking, but I'm just like here going to work and shit. I'm not like out on I a million dates. I am. I'm. I feel the opposite. I feel like you can really lay the groundwork for a moment to happen like that. And mm. you got to work on yourself. Like <laughs> you got to think of like how you behave and your past yeah. behavior, like where you hang out, because like there's a, even <laughs> a sense I, like, for Susan, example, please tell me where should I hang out? If you hung out at like certain music venues, you're going to run into a certain group. You know, if you go to like do a music boy again, too. No. Yeah, exactly. If you go to like a storytelling show, that's going to be another group. So you really got to think of like who you're attracted to and kind of even just take the step of going to those places. Yeah. So that's like a way to consciously think of like be seeking. Yeah. But it still is going to happen in a spontaneous way. But I I believe people should think a little bit more about things (laughs) because otherwise you end up in a in a relationship or whatever. A lot of people's relationships, it just seems like, hey, they were around. Random. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. What you, where's Which your is connection? Which how a lot of like early formative crushes happen, though. Because yes, it's just like context. S- we're just like yeah. in school. Right. So to some degree, I think you need to like replicate that by mm-hmm. finding your kind of little small circle or yeah. your community and then or your, your venue or wherever you're hanging out. And then. You, you reduce the numbers down, but you increase the odds. <laughs> it's really like, I think it's like. It's, I like how this podcast episode has become you like mathematically breaking down how uh, uh, I can. Find love. We'll fi- I will find love. I'm big about that. Guys, I really classroom do. Crush is not ever actually about the guest. It's always about, hello, Rebecca, get a boyfriend. <laughs> I would love that. If, if yeah. you employed anything <laughs> that I, I said and found yeah. love, I would feel so validated. <laughs> that it. would be sick because for me, I just do want to find love. <laughs> yeah. So for me, that's where I would be happy. 
perfect, but I, yeah. I'd say don't be afraid to, a lot of people are afraid to kind of deconstruct it because they're like, it's mm -hmm. this magic thing. Yeah. I think you won't hurt the magic to, to take the myth a away for bit. a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And just think of the practical things. Where do I need to be? How do I want to dress? Like, mm -hmm. how do I want to act? And like, who do I want to attract? Not to the point where you're completely being a poser. Yeah, because like <laughs> I cannot not. be a poser. Just using who you are and like to the, the yeah, to the best, <laughs> to the most advantageous way you can use it. So if you're naturally a person who's going to go to the moth, mm -hmm. you gotta, why aren't you at the moth? Go to the moth. Those are the those people. guys are scary flapping their wings. That's a <laughs> yeah. hilarious moth joke, everybody. Yeah. I was talking <laughs> about the, a the giant moth, moth in the corner of Remember a... that moment that happened mm. like a few months ago? No. <laughs> I don't know. There was a whole moth thing. Thank you for all of this wonderful advice. Oh, you're welcome. I've Well, I'm in a similar place now where I'm mm. sort of like trying to maneuver my life in a place where I'm going to like find happiness in general. And that'll yeah. Be a, a relationship will be part of that happiness, I imagine, or dating. And I don't know. I could be totally wrong. I could be like, oh, I isolated myself, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, in a smaller community. And now I'm depressed and no one's around. But hey, you can always just undo that. Yeah, just move back. Which is cool. Yeah, I, I could be wrong. But that's what I'm trying to do right now. I've like thought about it. Where do I want to be? Who do I want to be around? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking that'll like lead to friendships and relationships that are stronger. Yeah. And I could be wrong. Maybe these relationships and these things, they're impossible to calculate. They're totally absurd. And you should just be wandering the streets going like, does anyone love me? Because also you were just wandering a county fair and you exactly. stumbled into your first relationship. So that's true. The world is full of mysteries. Sometimes you do got to just wander around a county fair. <laughs> On that note, um, we close out the show talking about music. We're going to do that real quick. Oh, right. Yes. Yeah. On this show, we talk about music that reminds us of teen angsty times and being in the crush and, you know. Yeah. And you I don't have the wildest choices. I have like actually pretty, I think, standard. So you, I mean, you said Love Fool by the Cardigans, which is a good song. Should we play it? That's a song. It's like you listen to that song. You just like have a crush on the singer immediately. She's just singing in this like really mm. like not even seductive. It's just like this kind of it is Ooh. seductive. I mean, the whole song's about seduction. The, the, the intro feels very much of like I'm like in some sort of on. like lounge. Like to, <laughs> yes. It's also got that loungy feel to a young man. I mean. Yeah, why did you say young straight man? But who knows? Yeah. Um, uh, it's uh, you know. How titillating. Can you not, how can you not be like, wow, this is like what a very titillating. This is, this is what sexy is all about. This is. It, yeah. uh, you know what? Another song though that I, I was gonna say was uh, "I Saw the Sign" by Ace of Base. Okay, I have something to say about that. It's funny that you say Ace of Base because. Yeah. Ace of Base I always liked, but always made me... Because I, I was just thinking of Ace of Base with this, you know, I you connect the two. Yes. Um, I always time. thought Ace of Base was like a little spooky. Really? Which which song? Well, they do kind of seem well, like... Well, All That like She Wants is spooky, is spooky. All That She Wants is another The videos baby. were a little weird, too. That's a spooky um, song, but which song were you going to talk about? I Saw the Sun. That's Big hit. Because, um, again, it's just about the... I feel like it was just like the singer sounded like an attractive <laughs> and is an attractive person. That is so I was funny just like, that that's over. like a thing. It's like, she sounds hot. I'm into it. And I think there, there may be, maybe someone who knows music theory can break it down. Maybe there's something about the specific notes she's singing that mm -hmm. are like. 
See, this is a little spooky Again, it's to loun- me, though. It's also loungy it's as loungy. well. You know, yeah. I was just totally won over, won over by the 90s lounge. Oh, of course. Oh, this video is hot. It's hot. Oh, my God. They're like... They really seem like sort of... Hitler Youth, that kind of like... There's flames. (laughs) They're so like Aryan and Nordic. I don't know what the traits are, but they're... Yeah, it's fucked up. You're pretty racist for this, actually. (laughs) No, I swear, I didn't even see the video. I was just like responding to the voice. I've never seen the video. This is wild. I love seeing a video for the first time and not knowing. That was just very young, you know. Uh, Listening to the cassette tape of Ace of Base. Yeah. And I would like secretly because my I have two older sisters and mm-hmm. that we I've mentioned, yeah. and um, I would uh, secretly kind of sneak their cassette and listen I to that. it. And I'd just sort of be like, in a reverie. Like I'm like, a boy, I'm not allowed. <laughs> I know it really it kind of felt that way, but yeah, um, but very crushy. And then I said I had a more uh, recent one. Yeah, this is another one goes by. This is the Maz- Mazarin Mazarin version. Let's Find not the it. Walkman version. I'll, so I'll this is a recent one that makes you feel crushed. Crushy, and this time not because of necessarily the voice of the singer, but just because mm. of the dreamy general soundscape. And and the singer does have like processing on his voice that sounds a little bit like he's like a voice in a dream. Mm-hmm. I don't believe I have a crush on him, but I do think that it it it's the sound of a crush to me, like this. Yes, I have songs like that. Weirdly, my one of my songs mm-hmm. that I think sounds like love and crush. Yeah, is Salisbury Hill. What is that? Which one? Salisbury Hill from Peter uh, Peter Gabriel. Oh yeah. That for some reason oh. sounds like a crush to me. Oh it's, yeah, I'm like, like this is what. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Well, that's used in a lot of rom coms too. It is, and I don't know if like it's just because of that, but I do think there's but something about the actual chicken or the note. egg. Yeah. You know, it's like exactly. Maybe they were like, oh, this sounds like kind of romantic. They were like, wow, that girl Rebecca is really smart. Actually, we're gonna use it in our movie. They heard yeah. my <laughs> podcast, you know. Yeah. This is nice. It, it it's just like it's the, the the chimey shimmery guitars, mm-hmm. the weird sort of dreamy vocals, and it just it's like, and it's even about sort of like seeing someone and falling in love and then they just go and then like they're out of your life. So it's even kind of like about yeah. Precious, you know I like it. But a lot of people know the Walkman version. The Walkman's not as crushy to me because his voice is a little bit more like aggressive and kind of yeah. strident. Yeah. And Walkmen are canceled. <laughs> oh, are they? Yeah. <laughs> because of that? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be responsible for Everyone's canceling canceled. the Walkman. Um, I don't know why this remind this song just right now reminded me. It doesn't sound like it. But you ever listen to the band Mutual Benefit? Oh, I think I, I, I have very recently. Just really? Spotify stumbled upon them. Oh, look at that. This is a band I got into in like the 2013 era of me just being like, cool i love all of these sad boy bands okay mm. yes this is it advanced falconry that's what it is I, why did i doubt myself this song feels very like sweeping and mm. like beach house as well mm. that's another band that i saw them live once and i wasn't into it and i'm like it kind of like I think they they're better, yeah, on the albums because mm-hmm. of that sort of reverby. Yeah, because like, what am I gonna do? I'm just gonna like look at this too. 
<laughs> just like look at <laughs> they're not moving much yeah. yeah they're just you know chill but yeah this yeah it's very dreamy he, he has a very like there's nice little harmonies i'm gonna skip okay. oh is this band that some banjo in there could could be See, I, don't, I don't know if i could ever be crushing on a with with banjos, you don't. Track. You're not. You're not about the banjo as, life. As much of like, you might think I'm a, a folksy guy for wanting to go to the woods. Mm -hmm. I'm not. I'm actually a city guy who just likes the woods. Yeah. But his voice. Yeah. I didn't really. There's not even like many other songs that I listen to a lot. But I'm like, this is a nice song that's like falling in love. I think. What would it? I'm curious. What? Uh, and I'm definitely not advocating for this, mm. but have you ever considered affecting a sort of personality and a vibe where you are sort of like being like very like quiet and just like I tried very that low when energy I was, just I mean, to see I can if do it, it like draws them in. I can, I can be like, <laughs> but does it, or does it feel just like a, this is so untrue to myself? I couldn't do it. Okay. I'm going to say it in this like nice asmr -y voice yes he has already um, it's shifted yeah the, the there's energy. an energy right <laughs> my thing that i've always known about myself is that i am like not a mysterious person and i wish that i could that i had and because I, I think a lot of guys that i was into when i was younger who always liked my friends liked them because they were very they were like more quiet and more mysterious and there was something to figure out but for me everything's already out there and predictable you know like you know you it's all there so there's nothing to figure out but what if, i mean just literally what if you just spoke like that if i just spoke like this yeah then i'd have to do it for so long i know and it'd I'm be like so acting it would be like a role but i like mean i will do it I'd could be an interesting experiment listen i'd do it for the acting of course <laughs> because i'm obviously You're trying training. to get on to Succession, my favorite show. <laughs> this podcast so <laughs> is just a means of you getting on the show Succession. Yes. Okay. It is. I was unaware going but in. But maybe, maybe I can try to do my personality just in this voice. Exa that's what. It, that's sort of what fascinates me. That engineering, where you're just mm. like, I'm just gonna like change like the small thing and just. But see it's what also happens. it's also like it, it feels like a similar thing, of like changing my voice is like me not doing all of my mannerisms like if you yep. if you like put yeah. me in a straight jacket like how does that change it but it's like so natural like i right. you know yeah. i'm all the fuck over the place behavioral you know? patterns yeah. but for example like what if you're somebody who's like you know sometimes i you know, i know some fast talker people ah yeah yeah and i i yeah. i get that way kind of sometimes too maybe all the time but um you know they never take a breath they don't really give you a chance it's like that is what they've been doing for years and years but it's yeah. like what if they just like did take a breath and like pause mm. and it's like that would be a much but is that a performance though is, is, is someone falling in love with you or that version see that and that's that's an interesting yeah. thing though like there have been people that i think probably have like a bit of a crush on me like via this podcast and i'm like i wonder how much of that is just like because i think i have a pretty decent voice and like how much of that is just like because it's just my voice. They're not seeing everything that's going with it. You know, it's just my voice. It's just these things, like, condensed, you know? Well, so it's that, like... That, that's part that's, yeah. like, factually true that they haven't seen you, but I don't think they're going to be like, 
now I don't. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, this is the experience of me that they're getting, but like, right. it's not the whole experience. Though I think I'm like very honest on this show, but like, yeah, um, I'm more stupid in real life. I'm trying to be <laughs> smart in this show. I'm like, um, can you tell I didn't go to college? You know? <laughs> See, I couldn't even keep it up with like the voice yeah. that long. I couldn't. I'm just saying, palpably shifted the energy in the room. Really? It could be a tool. It could be a technique. Just like some people, yeah. you know, they got to take some breaths between their sentences. I mean, do I, th I think find it like very funny? The idea of anyone saying, what did you say to me? Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, like, sorry, can you say that again? I'd be like, I have the I'm opposite just, I'd like sometimes. A, I'd, I'd, like a, I'd like a beer, please. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I get people are... Uh, often go like wait what and i'm like oh, i'm not being loud enough it's really frustrating mm. but yeah i'm just fascinated with stuff like that you see people reinvent themselves sometimes they mm -hmm. like get a new haircut dye their hair they get a new wardrobe and they're just like i'm a different person and it like kind of works like everybody's yeah. like holy shit like they're great that <laughs> goes back to like my shit about authenticity though like what i'm obsessed with mm -hmm. is i'm, I'm like you don't fucking change. You just change your hair. Like, you know, and it, it shouldn't matter because if that actually does affect real change, then like, that's the point. But like, yeah, I feel, and, and I think part of it is like a weird superiority complex where I'm like, listen, I've been myself my whole fucking life and yeah. that's actually good, you know? And, and like anyone who is like constantly changing, blah, blah, blah. Like they just, you know, fucking learn how they like who they are, you know? Well, yeah. Well, but we are our habits to some degree and we yeah. are like, just because we've done something over and over again doesn't mean it's a good thing or something that oh, we should continue 100%. to do. Yeah, no. And I was like, I'm being authentic to, to myself by like being emotionally unavailable and screaming. Yeah. Yeah. Like, if that's your thing, it's like, oh, you, you can change that and your relationships will get better. And it's like, who cares about authenticity? We're trying to just have good relationships and be happy, aren't we? Because I just don't like posers and dweebs. But it's like, but at no, some yeah. point, it's right? Like, I know those that it's punk like a people complex. weren't listening to punk. They had never heard punk before. They had to start listening to punk. And then it yeah. became habit. And then they started dressing that way. And then they start attacking other people for like just getting into the music. Yeah. It's that whole cycle. Yeah. It's like you got to let people experiment and try new things. And maybe that, you know, I'm, I'm less concerned about like a true self and more concerned about like what's like the best self I can be in mm. right now. Like That's around very these people. interesting. I think I'm always I I think I equate in my mind. I'm like best self is true self. For me, yeah, you know, uh, to, but to that me, could be completely wrong. To me, sometimes like people say like true self to just justify their worst habits. Sometimes, hmm. like, yeah, hey, I'm just like a, a guy just, who's like a hey piece man, of shit all the time. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's me. Listen, just like my personality is just being a fucking trash. <laughs> yeah, a trash guy. I'm a trash you know? bad. I'm like a like for me, it's like I'm like a bad friend. Like I don't <laughs> I've been doubling down on that for a long time. It's like I got to be a better friend. I got to be like. I got to put more effort. But yeah, for a long time, it felt like you got to come to me because mm. I'm aloof. Like, you know, you got to put the effort in yeah. to be my friend. And I like people who put the effort in and I don't want to put the effort in. And now I'm sort of like, no, you got to. There's a lot of misplaced effort, effort here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to you got to meet each other halfway. And you got to work on something. But with that said, I'm definitely not advocating for people to be like, because who knows? You might think something about or I might think something about myself is. Uh, a bad thing mm -hmm. but other people maybe think it's a noble trait yeah so it'd be wrong to be like 
I'm I too I sensitive. Knew. I should be yeah. a cold. I should be colder. Should just be a, a book of like here are all of my yes. traits, and here are people. People respond negatively, positively, negatively, positively. I'm attacked all the time for being like that. For being like, let me like actually sort of figure this out because mm-hmm. I want to be the best version of myself, and I can't do it naturally. Like I have to think through. Yeah. My behaviors and my what I wear and all that stuff. Like I can't. I'm just like so jealous of people that are just like, I'm myself and everybody loves me. (laughs) I'm just not that person. Yeah. Well, Um, I mean, I'm myself and not everybody loves me. (laughs) So, you know, you're welcome for for my, for the cause that I've, you know. With that said, I do, uh, I do sort of like respect in a weird way, not a great way, (laughs) people who are like, you know what, if the world doesn't adapt to me, Mm -hmm. Like screw them, you know. Yeah. And I feel bad for those people sometimes though, because I'm like, you're, you've got a lot going on for yourself, and <laughs> it's isolating. Yeah. Because I, isolating. I don't think I'm completely that way, but I think I'm that way to an extent, a hundred percent. I'm like, well, like there's a whole thing. This is a whole fucking story. I don't know, but like, there's a thing. I have these like white shoes, these Fila fucking shoes that are disgusting. <laughs> They're fucking gross. They're just dirty as hell. I'm a fucking barista. I'm wearing white shoes. It's stupid. My mom's like, no one's going to have sex with you if you keep wearing those shoes. And I get it to an extent, her point of view. But my thing is I'm like, I don't want to have sex with someone who wouldn't have sex with me because of my shoes. And not everyone. The only other person who like really agrees is like my best friend Mark. He's like, no, yeah, the shoes are like a test. They're like, are you cool with the cool the shoes? Then you're cool with Rebecca, whatever, you know. Could be. But like, I understand the flaw in that logic. But that's like just a very concrete example. I'm like, no, it, well, the, the if if I had to change this thing, if I had to suddenly be a person who cleans my shoes, like then 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 I'm changing for someone, and that's bad. Yeah. Or 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 like if I'm changing to. If I'm changing to get like the initial approval of someone, that's fucked up. I can see like being in a relationship with someone and like wanting to better yourself like for that person because of, you know. But if that's like my entry point is like having to change something to make that person interested, I think I'm just exhausted. I think I'm just tired of doing shit like that. Yeah. To me, though, well, I see like it's different. Maybe with sneakers, it's one thing, but like. (laughs) I could also see that in the general category of sort of like hygiene and it's like, you know, yeah, I'm but they're shoes. it's like you can shoes get dirty You cannot shower and smell like shit. And that could be a line you draw <laughs> in the sand, but see where people land on that line. It's not, yeah. Normally they're just like, this person smells bad. And if they took a shower, they wouldn't smell bad. And then yeah. that wouldn't be like, I don't know. I mean, it's difficult enough to connect with somebody. Maybe we don't need to be constantly throwing gauntlets down and being like, yeah. you know, I dare you to like me. It's like, oh, yeah, I, I need reasons too. <laughs> you know, um, with that said, though, just to maybe it's a moot point, but I have <laughs> the means to clean sneakers. <laughs> I bought uh, shoe soap and a brush recently Ugh. and I clean sne- I've cleaned my sneakers it comes out great if you want me to clean those sneakers I'll clean them and then you <laughs> don't have to compromise yourself <laughs> oh no I can't make you clean my sneakers they're just I gonna get ma- dirty again you're not making me clean the sneakers it takes like two minutes and then okay we get it you're obsessed with shoes and feet actually <laughs> and it's your it's your fetish actually is you you're like ah oh, man I just want to clean some girls don't shoes man <laughs> I would never shame. <laughs> um, on that oh, note, I'm, saying, I'm just, I'm, 
this is a friendly thing I'm talking hey, about. Hey, I'll think about it. Okay. Will it change who I am fundamentally? I'm not sure yet. But I, I've not. seen those shiny shoes over there. There's not immaculate mine. white shoes over yeah. there. And I'm like, wow. Whose are those? Not not Rebecca's. You know that for sure. My shoes, they got to be fucked up. That's just how it is. They're always going to be. Um, And if you don't like that, well, then you just don't get to date me. Then you see, then I turn it around and I'm like, it's actually because I'm cool. (laughs) (laughs) And this is coping. This is coping. Um, Just saying I can wash those sneakers. Okay, I'll think about it. I'll think on it. (laughs) And you and your mom don't have to fight. (laughs) Yeah, this is really, I mean, she's generally very cool, but she will not shut up about these fucking shoes and how I'm never going to have sex because of them. She always says that. She's like, you're never going to get laid with those shoes. We can remove that variable from the list. Mm, That's all I'm saying. And then I will just have to face the fact that no one's having sex <laughs> with me just because else. of like my personality and the way that I look. <laughs> and it's not my shoes. Hey, one step at a time. <laughs> yeah. Um, Stephen, this has been a true joy. Well, thank you so much for having thank me. Thank you on. for being on the show. Like this uh, before you leave, it's like, oh my god, this is the last time oh, anyone right, will yes. ever hear of you ever again no Just i really kidding. hope it's not the last podcast i do <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's, that's one thing that's, that's been what's really gonna hard fucking for me. happen is you're gonna go to the woods and you're gonna start a podcast like, watch moving a little upstate will i ever get to do a podcast again <laughs> God. you're gonna so do a really podcast tough. about moving really upstate like if i find that i'm not on podcast regularly i'm coming back okay good. <laughs> if he's not on it guys if you don't hear him on a podcast in like the next six months he's dead <laughs> yeah. he's dead actually in, yes. in the woods. assume that i'm dead yeah um, so obviously we talked about your Goodbye. Instagram, but like, what else do you have? you want to plug or whatever? I'm working on some short films now, but if anything, the Instagram will be the place where I'm releasing, you know, little stills and little trailers and things like that. Basically so all the boys that are not talking to me on Tinder are your, you know, characters. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, I see them, they, but they don't even go out of their way. They don't even message me, but you know, there are a lot of, yeah, they're familiar. I do got a tin, uh, yeah. Relevant to this pod and listeners mm-hmm. of the pod. If you've been on Tinder, um, you'll like the video series I have of Tinder guys. Yeah. They're good. <laughs> yeah. They're good. So, um, that's where I'd like to funnel everybody. Cause my Twitter terrible. I like tweet once every three months. At this point, my Twitter handle is the same as my Instagram handle. So if you're, obs- which is just his name, you know, obsessed. How lucky are you? With an underscore in the middle. Of course, you don't get it confused it. with my cousin. My cousin's same name as me. Don't get it twisted. Why did they do that? I know that's what everybody. Are you? Were says. you first or were were second? Oh, so uh, you're the poser. My this is what your whole thing is, is because you're a poser. <laughs> I didn't select my name. Um, my poser parents claim that they had it in mind before mm. my aunt and uncle, and they just stubbornly held on to it. My mom wanted my middle name to be Grace. My dad didn't like it. And then my dad had my half-sister, Riley, whose middle name, Grace. Grace. Wow. So he just like got wore da- worn down by like the second <laughs> wife, you know? Yeah. But it's fine. I'm not graceful. It's okay. She's not graceful either, but. What is your middle name? Rose. Rose. <laughs> Rebecca nice Rose. Alliteration, bitch. Gotta have it. <laughs> yeah. Alliteration. Rebecca Rose, classroom crush, can't escape. Wow. Yeah. Would you ever go by Rebecca Rose? That's like a sort That's of what I used to say. Really? I used to say that like if wow. I got famous, I would go by Rebecca Rose. And then I was like, fuck that. I'm going to make everyone okay. know how to say my last name. Rebecca Rose has is going to have clean sneakers. Rebecca Rose, Rebecca Rose is going to be really quiet. fucking like webcam girl <laughs> yeah. who's like making mad money, you know, good for wow. her. But yeah. I'm ready for the rebrand. 
We'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, we'll see when my fuck when I get a fucking agent and I go on Succession and they're Ooh. like, "What do you want to be credited as?" Or you find out Sag already has someone oh. with your name and you gotta change. Definitely it. not. There's not one single <laughs> famous Bullnez, <laughs> and it's gonna be me. It's gonna be me. Yeah, you can follow me on Alma Milk Hotel. Blah blah blah. You know, follow Classroom <laughs> Crush. Alma Milk Hotel. Yeah, I always want to change it, but then people react like in <laughs> yeah. a fun way. And I'm like, I guess I keep it. I don't know. Yeah, no, you got to keep it. Because it's like circled back around where it's like, haha, that's kind of funny. Like that that's yeah, your Twitter name. It's a very buzzy name. I, I made it so oh, long ago. Oh, Melco Hotel's next. Um, yeah, I mean, I looked that up. It was, well, the, <laughs> you, the secret. you considered it? No, no, because I've had Almond Milk Hotel for years, years, yeah. years, years. But you um, considered switching to Oat Milk Hotel? No, I was just wondering if there was anyone who was Oat Milk Hotel. And it's okay. like someone who's like, tweets are protected. And I'm like, <laughs> boring. But also, like, I fucking drink so much oat milk. So, like, Almond Milk Hotel mm. almost feels like a lie. Anyways, I uh, hope that you like that thrilling oat, yeah. <laughs> oat milk anecdote. I do have a Patreon just for oat milk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's actually a physical mailing address that you just send oat milk to. Oh, my God. I should set that up. Honestly. Yeah, that sounds great. Don't poison me. Um, oh, yeah, that's a good I think that's it. Right? All right. Yeah. Okay. Bye. Bye. <laughs>